0: An Australian journalist gives his honest opinion of Donald Trump after G20 summit and his thoughts go viral and make a couple people a bit upset. Meanwhile, Dallas police return a favor for the San Antonio squads and Shia LaBeouf does something very Shia LaBeouf like over the weekend. Those stories and more conversations. This is a daily recap podcast for three days, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Today happens to be July 10th, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cooven Payne. I'm your host for This is the Conversations Daily Recap Podcast. And for today, it being Monday, we recap the three days from the past weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, for some of the best conversations that we had with you all weekend long. Now, some weekends, gets really slow, but this weekend, we had a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things sent back and forth, and a lot of things that were really odd to get into the conversation, to recap, to get your day started, and get your week started here for or this is the conversation. Now, you help out in the process. We have these conversations with you, and it's very simple. You follow us on social media or at our website, and you react to the stories we have that tells us which stories are the most um, pertinent to you in our conversations. On Twitter, follow us at TH underscore Conversation. Follow us on Facebook at This Is A Conversation. And, of course, thisisconversation.com. More information about going to the website to join the conversation survey panel in just a bit. But first, let's just get into some of the stories in no particular order from the weekend. Now, let's start off with Shia LaBeouf because it happened pretty early on a Saturday. Shia LaBeouf doing what he does. Very weird stuff. Founds himself arrested this this weekend in Georgia for his orderly conduct and public drunkenness. Now, how'd this start? Shia LaBeouf came out of a bar. Shia LaBeouf asked someone for a cigarette. They didn't have a cigarette. He got unruly. Shia LaBeouf did his Shia LaBeouf thing, and he got booked for the weekend. You can see the pictures of his mugshot, or I should say his current mugshot, on TMZ. Nothing really odd happening actually it actually was a pretty standard thing. He just got picked up for, tr- for public drunkenness and being a bit disorderly in the public. That happens when you're shot above sometimes. Meanwhile, the uh internet was a buzz at least here in America about something that's happening the reverse of a trend. Most states and most cities are raising their minimum wages, actually raising them pretty high. A lot of them hitting around $15 an hour. And that, of course, has a lot of buzz for people saying that the high minimum wage is a bad thing for the economy. St. Louis is doing the opposite. They're dropping their wage from $10 to $7.70 for the minimum wage, saying the higher wage wasn't working for the people this is a move that caused a lot of head scratching among the general economists wondering why a city is trending down and in fact trending way down going from 10 to 770 but the city of st louis says it's better for everyone paying the city a lesser minimum wage means they can pay more people to do more jobs paying the higher minimum wage meant uh, less money for the general pool so they expect to be able to hire more people in a sense because that's how the economy works in theory. Now, what it means is people working for the minimum wage will be making less money, so it will bring in more people at a lower wage, more people who probably won't be able to uh, take care of themselves at just a minimum wage job, meaning they'll have to take on more jobs. It's not so much an economics thing, but maybe it's more a social thing, and we'll see how it plays out a year from now when they're studying what happens with the drop for city minimum wage for St. Louis. The Dallas Police Department are returning a favor and they're patrolling the cities of San Antonio as the San Antonio Police Department did for them uh, months ago. Now, back when Dallas had their massive shootings and then the crowds going on and just all kind of weirdness happening and they had to bury a few of their own for a couple of days and grieve, troopers from San Antonio came into town to patrol the streets to take care of things. San Antonio is dealing with some loss of some officers now, and the Dallas police are returning the favor with many Dallas officers going to that city to take care of their own, in a sense, because that's what they do in the South. And in, in Texas, they take care of their own. So they're swapping out some time. The Dallas police in San Antonio doing some basic patrols and taking care of things while the San Antonio police are taking care of burying their dead. It's a great way to show their solidarity and the brotherhood, of the bad guys in blue or in their cases probably in gray or whatever they wear, people who wear the badge, people who protect and serve. Uh, it's great to show that there is support between the brotherhoods, and even though there might be some, uh, some beef going on right now, it is important for us as regular citizens to support those officers who are doing their best to hold up the peace wherever you happen to be. Part of the problem with the G20 summit for Donald Trump was that Apparently, nobody in the G20 apparently likes him. That may include President Putin, the only person he apparently got along with for the entire weekend dealing with all the great leaders, or not so great leaders, but the biggest leaders in the world. Now, when he left the G20, he left on a sour note with Uncle Merkel, of course, the host of it, which has been going on for a while. He also had this famous meeting, which lasted for about two hours with President Vladimir Putin. And from that meeting... He did what we didn't expect. He opened up with the whole Russian election thing, and he asked flat out, hey, did this thing happen? Let's talk about this thing. Let's get it over with from the get-go. And that's what his um, secretary of state, Rex Tillerson, told the world and how things went. And they talked about it, and they decided to move on from it. Except a few days later, uh, Pokorov, a guy you may have heard of who represents Russia, who's gotten in a lot of trouble for being around Donald Trump, said that... Um, Putin said, we didn't do it, and Trump said, okay, and they moved on. Not exactly the same sort of uh, tenor that um, Tillerson was trying to give on the talk. The, the president did not do anything to dispute the fact that Trump that Putin said it was done, and Trump said it was done. So that was one of the weirdness that came out of the G20 summit. The really weird weirdness that came out of the G20 summit was uh, journalist Chris Olman. He's from Australia. Who gave his, um, his his recap of the of the G20 summit from an Australian point of view and gave his opinion of Donald Trump? It wasn't very positive. In fact, he basically flat out said that Donald Trump does not have the capacity and even the desire to actually lead the world. He's he spent a bunch of money, he took a bunch of time, he put all this effort to becoming essentially the leader of the greatest nation in the world, and he doesn't really want to do what great nation people do that is lead people and make hard decisions and go in and try to fix things that are broken and try not to break things that aren't already broken he just apparently likes sitting around being the focus of attention which we already figured out from watching seasons of the celebrity apprentice and of course him just being donald trump being donald trump that opinion went viral the weekend. It was something that many people would, could not really dispute because it 's exactly what they see. His handlers, his boys, his posse couldn't do very much to kind of alleviate that opinion because it was the opinion of one guy in Australia that was essentially their their take on it. One guy, one journalist in Australia, and of course the media hates him for being such a strong person, and the Australians may not like him because they he didn't want to take in the refugees or or whatever. So that didn't get a lot of rebuttal for the weekend. But one journalist from another nation giving another flat out um, just his opinion on how the leader of the United States is and saying he just doesn't get it. He's just not fit. And of course, that course seems to be gathering more and more players every single day. Here's a story that I had to comment to to a friend with the um, comment that this is why we don't live in Maine. And If you don't understand the we, well, then I may have to explain it to you later. But a professional runner from Kenya, I believe, because those guys who win all the marathons seem to be from Kenya, uh, was running in Maine. He was training for marathons in Maine, doing his normal long morning run uh, when two bears, uh, yes, two bears came out of the woods and went after him. Because he is a uh, master at running and not a human, well, he's a human, but not you know, he's already over-human because he can run a marathon in record time, he was able to run, dash, get really, really fast to an abandoned house and go inside and close the door and uh, wait out the bears from going away. Now, people who know about these things, wildlife uh, officers and whatnot, will tell you to never, never Never try to run from a bear because they can run very fast and they will catch you. However, comma, this guy can run very fast too and was able to get out of the way. This is one of the weirder stories of the weekend, but not the only bear story. Oddly enough, we had the story of a man or a teenager who was sleeping in the woods to find a bear chewing on his head. And uh, trying to pull him out of his sleeping bag Apparently thinking he was the stuffing in a burrito Or some sort uh, Bear had gotten into or the sleeping bag At least to his head And was nibbling, crunching, biting his head And trying to pull him out To uh, finish off the job Not a good week for people and bears You would say Better week for Marvel superhero fans At least the movie fans Big opening for Spider-Man Homecoming Which came in with $117 million in, the, in the American debut for the weekend And... We have news that Samuel Jackson, of course, who has a nine-movie deal, we're told, with Marvel, so he will appear in nine of the uh, 30-odd movies they're going to put out in their three-part phases for everything coming through is going to make an appearance in Captain Marvel. No word on whether he's going to come in into Infinity War Avengers uh mashup or everyone mashup since everybody essentially is in this movie taking on Thanos. No word on Samuel Jackson coming out of hiding wherever he is right now in this thematic in the theme of the cinematic universe, but he will come into Captain Marvel. Now Captain Marvel's getting not so much some rewrites, but the whole script for Captain Marvel is a Retelling, as many of these stories are retelling to fit into this universe, of the origins of Captain Marvel, why we should care, and why she is who she is. Uh, She's been kind of recon a couple different times, but we will see exactly who she is, how she comes out, and of course there has been a lot of talk, a lot of cheering for more lead women in comic book movies. Uh, Lots of talk about the Wonder Woman movie coming out from that's in the DC Universe, of course. And Captain Marvel, who is, of course, a very popular character for people who collect the Marvel comics, a uh, very kind of troubled character, had gone through some various iterations of just having to be, let's just say, uh, essentially the consummate female sidekick, even though she has the powers to take over a lot of things. And, of course, being put into some of the uh, tropish iterations, uh, damsel in distress when she really shouldn't be because it moves uh, it moves books. It make, makes comics. People buy the comics, essentially. It moves stories along. But we'll see a new Captain Marvel, a brand new, shiny, great Captain Marvel coming out of this thing. And a couple of really quick things. One more uh, animal thing. We have dozens of turtles were the cause for flight delays at JFK on Friday, uh, where t- turtles were migrating across the runway. And because turtles are kind of uh, endangered and pretty cool, Uh, Many flights had to sit and wait for the turtles to walk across the runway, which you expect would take a bit of time. And the prime minister of Iraq stepped into Mosul to do his uh, mission accomplished speech. We hope this time the mission is accomplished, essentially saying that Mosul is reclaimed by the Iraqis and ISIS is done or the battle over ISIS for the majority of the work is done. It's just a bunch of scrappy fighters in various places hold out at this point. But the war may not essentially be over, but the main parts of the battle is done. The fight with ISIS and the victory in Mosul effectively is the end of the main conflict, although there will be pockets of resistance from the ISIL, ISIS enforcement. And, of course, there's still plenty going on in the Syrian hill area. But Mosul, as a standpoint, as a capital, if you will, as the head of a caliphate, essentially declared null and void by the Iraqi prime minister. And hopefully this won't be his mission accomplished moment or things turn around a lot faster than anyone could think. Those are some of the stories that we talked about all weekend, and we try our best to get into as many stories all weekend long, even though it does get kind of hard at some times, and there's gaps where there's nothing breaking, nothing large, and there's a lot of just kind of fluff stuff. We're glad to have a chance to talk to you over the weekend and every single day with these great uh, stories and great conversations. And you, of course, draw and keep things going. You do it by following us on social media and interacting with the stories as we put them out there. So once again, remember, follow us on Twitter, TH underscore conversation. Follow us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation, and conversation dot com is our main website where all the stories are posted there as well. Respond to them there as well. Comment and reply there, and we'll add them to the tally. While you're at our website, click on the link to join the conversation survey panel. Directly go to that by going to ThisIsTheConversation dot com slash survey panel. What the survey panel is is a chance for you to get paid for doing paid surveys. We have a survey service where we, con- we are we are contacted by companies and groups are looking for information and we connect them to you because we know you're into various worldly views or larger opinions of things so you sign up for the conversation survey panel it's just a quick survey and when we get a survey that fits one of your interests we'll email it to you we'll email you the link and when you fill it out we'll pay you directly via paypal there are no large hoops and overdoing it when qualifying for these surveys if you get a survey you got a survey. If you do the survey, you get paid. Find out how to make this thing work out for you by going to this is the dot com slash survey panel. And, of course, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of all the conversations anyway. Just being a part of what we have going on. And, of course, listening to the podcast, joining us in, letting us know on things and giving us feedback. And let, um, um, let me assure you. We've been listening to lots of your feedback, and we're working on tightening a lot of things on the production value and the story count as well. A little less rambling, a little more focused, and a little better grasp of what are the biggest conversations and making sure we're getting more of those and less of the weird, odd conversations. Although, when a guy gets bitten by a bear, that's going to get in here. Trust me. So we're going to work on that, and we're going to improve on the back end of these conversations. And, of course, coming very soon on Sunday, we're going to add one more podcast, a podcast with more of my opinion so I can get more of that out there. And then it will be a true seven-day-a-week podcast with five days of daily recaps, one day that's a full week's recap, and, of course, the upcoming conversation that will be just me giving you commentary. So hopefully you will enjoy all that, and we'll take all of your feedback on that as well. You can give us feedback by going to the website, conversation.com and letting us know uh, what how we're doing on things. Also, check out jclevelandpain.net, my main website, for all the other things I do, plenty of other projects that are still live going on. You can check them out there as well. And just be you, stay in the conversation, and try to stay in the know so that you can let us know how things are going. So follow us, share us, like us, give us reviews and ratings wherever you find us, and just keep showing up. More great conversations to come. full day we're expecting for this Monday, and we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Tomorrow, for another daily recap from this.